Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Tear this is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. We have a fabulous guest today. Certainly not the first time, certainly won't be the last time. But this gentleman is a Voice America giant. Tony D'Urso, in the past three years, launched Revenue Chat Radio in the spotlight with Tony D'Urso, which now merged into one giant. The uh, the Tony D'Urso Show is the name of the new brand, so we're very uh, enthusiastic about that. Tony has garnered over 3 million downloads to date became the number one show on Voice America's Influencer Channel, produced an Amazon bestseller, Elite Entrepreneurs, launched the Tony D'Urso TV show, and helps thousands of entrepreneurs learn from the success of, from the success of others and teaches the vision map methodology the testament to his success. Mr. Tony D'Urso, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff and Ryan, for inviting me to Finding Your Frequency. This is my third time with you, and I am honored to that you like me and you brought me back on again. This is great. Third time's the charm, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, you've always been great, of course. We love having you on the show. Uh, you're a very busy man, my friend. I am. I've, I, do the, uh, I do the full entrepreneur thing. Now, you know from working the job, right? You do the 40 hours a week, then you have your nights and freak it. Then you have your nights and weekends to yourself, and you're kind of miserable, but you get paid. Well, the entrepreneur route is more fun. You work 80 hours a week. You work all the yeah. time, and you have more fun. You don't always get paid, but it's it's the fun It's the, it's fun, the factor. fun factor. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah, look at all this content you're creating, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a lot of a lot of extra effort, a lot of work. But, man, I mean, you're out there just, you know, making, making mountains move. Listen, I know <laughs> when we started with Tony back over about two years ago now, right? Tony yeah, about two yeah. so That's we right. started and Tony was doing uh the rev chat podcast and he had like a hundred thousand listeners a month to his podcast show right Tony just under uh, at the at the time we first met you and I mm-hmm. I was just busting maybe 40,000 a month up uh, four episodes a month gotcha and you know Believe that's impressive not. with uh, a podcast yeah so you know when we talked we came to the understanding or the agreement that let's do a live show on Voice America. So after I took about six to eight months to really uh, get going to the point where Tony was doing about 50,000 listeners on a monthly basis, which was impressive. Uh, But then we talked about merging the programs. I think the rebrand and the merging of the two shows uh, was a fantastic move. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Well, I, 
I am very impressed at what happened, Jeff and Ryan, because I took a show that at that time that the Revenue Chat was doing maybe 20, 25,000 per episode, and the Spotlight was doing, I'm going to say 10, 15,000 per episode, and I merged them together, but I created more promotion and more marketing, but I created a whole new audience. I didn't even realize that. My my number swelled an additional 20, maybe even 30,000 more that I didn't have before. It was just amazing. It was like everything that could go right went right with this yes. one. Yeah, it's very impressive. You know, when I look at the stats, you know, I look at all of my hosts that I work with on a personal level, and I check out the stats, see what the progress of the show is, how everybody's doing. Uh, but Tony blew me away, uh, jumping from... Yeah, he was already impressive with, you know, he had over 100,000 once we merged the shows. But now we're looking at almost a quarter million listeners on a monthly basis. Tony, that's spectacular. Thank you. And I owe it to McDonald's, okay, (laughs) and and all the giants, you know, Mercedes, Pepsi, Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola, Chevrolet, Ford. Voice America. You know those names, Voice America. (laughs) You know those names right now. They're household names. Why? because they're out there, they're out there, they're always marketing. Every time I drive on the freeway, Jeff and Ryan, I see a giant McDonald's billboard. Mm-hmm. Why? Every You know McDonald's exists, but it's it's the branding. It puts it forefront of in course. your mind so that when you want to eat and you see McDonald's, all those McDonald's ads comes up. Well, it's the same thing here. You By promoting, 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 you get in the forefront of people's mind. And when they want to hear a one, uh, it's not just a podcast about entrepreneurs anymore. Sure. It's I, I've extended it on both ends. I, you know, we talk about life. You know, one episode we even talked about what the future of this world is coming to and what's going to happen with blockchain. So we hit such a diverse subject. I've brought on more people, and by promoting and promoting, you, you stand, you 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 bring in more people because you're forefront in their mind when they want to hear something sure. like this. Sure, and you know that's the these are the big boys that spend big money on Super Bowl ads and all kinds of big stuff. And you're right; it's not because people don't know who McDonald's is. It's about staying relevant and staying in the forefront of people's minds. I first wanted to 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 to, to cater to this. You know, if I'm sitting at home and I'm hungry and I see a McDonald's ad, I'm I'm hooked. I'm like, oh, McDonald's right down the street. I'll go grab me a quarter pounder and it's all good to go. Yeah, your hunger and that marketing that yeah. makes that relevant. It's not because I don't know McDonald's <laughs> exists. Right. It's because they just hit me with yeah. something that, okay, that's what I want. Yeah, that happens to my wife. We did the other day. We're sitting there watching TV and kind of trying to figure out like what we wanted to do for dinner and a KFC ad comes on and I mm-hmm. immediately went, I can get the whole family a meal for $20 at KFC and I don't have to cook or do dishes. I'll be right back, family. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what's interesting though is if these, if the KFC, if the McDonald's, Pepsi, Coke, Forge, Chevy, whatever, if they stopped doing their ads entirely, they'd get some business, but it would just start to wane. Sure. It would just go down and go down because the other people that are advertising exactly. will then be in the forefront. So I have to keep promoting, not just because people, I want people to like my show, but the other podcasters and radio hosts are promoting and I need to stay relevant and forefront. So, but if, it's not a vicious cycle, but it's it's an uh, it's a fun uphill thing to keep promoting once that happens. But it's just a matter of staying relevant. Sure, Absolutely. Sure. Now you have a team that helps you, right? I know you do a lot of work yourself, but it kind of takes a uh, a tribe 
uh, to make it happen, right? Yes, it takes a tribe. I'm the I'm the chief Indian okay, on it, yeah, and totally. <laughs> I have I have people that do tasks, and we're very heavy in promoting social media. Mm. I have a very large social media, and I decided early on, you know, I met people to interview through social media because I came from a different environment. By the way, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any audience. I had social media, so you know, I decided to grow that and invited people onto my show and invite people to the podcast and it just works. So I promote very heavily to social media all the time and just keep being relevant with people and growing the audience. So I'm not sure what that question was, but it was because of the promoting on social media that really you just keep relevant. If I didn't do it, I think uh, the other guys would get more of the uh, downloads and listen. For sure. Yeah. You know, I want to talk a little bit about social media. I think it's a, a, an important component with, you know, all of the things that we do collectively at Voice America, what Tony does with his show. Uh, you know, I was looking at uh, infinite dial data uh, for 2018, and uh, it looks like uh, for the first time in like six years, Facebook finally took like a 4% dip in user usage over the last year um, as some of the uh, image-based uh, uh, social media sites like Instagram, you know, are starting yep. to take kind of a little uptick. And I think Instagram was up like 10 or 12% from the previous year, obviously owned by Facebook. So they still own like the largest right. slice of the pie. But I guess my question you know, just looking at some of that data, do you find certain social media sites are more receptive to marketing and promotion of your podcast and on-demand video content than other ones? And tell us about that. That's a great question, Ryan. And I want to admit because it, the press kept me out of it, but that 4% dip of Facebook last year was because of me because I pulled I pulled back. So, I'm, <laughs> nice so where, where, where did that we, where did that 4% go then? Tony that. <laughs> that 4% went to Instagram, Twitter and other social media that I find much more fluidity in reaching and contacting someone and and engaging. And it's it's not that I like Facebook or don't like it, but I just kind of went as a marketer. I only have so many people to, to help and so many beans to put into promotion. And I just went wherever I was getting the most bang for the buck. And I say Twitter, I say Instagram. So I've kind of went that way. And I'm not on Facebook very much, though. I do keep a presence there. You know, it's useful. I have a lot of fans there. But it's Twitter. Twitter's big. I'm huge on Twitter. And I get a lot of engagement. Yeah, and I can understand that, too, because I know contrasting the two services of like Twitter and Instagram, for example, when I publish something to uh, Twitter, I can put up a photo, right? And I can put a link, right? That someone can click to go to my website, to my podcast, my service, whatever it is. Whereas uh, with Instagram, that uh, linking or hyperlinking outside of the social media network is a bit more tricky. You have to, you know, put it in text. It's not hyperlinked. So how do you get people to leave Instagram and actually go to TonyGirso.com? On Instagram, believe it or not, that one runs just a little bit organically. I put out, I just start putting out content and I try to follow as best as possible and, and associate and engage with people that I yeah. think are marketing, entrepreneur type business owners. And it just grows. And I wanted to say that when you look at these social medias, for example, Facebook, the most you can get is 5,000 followers and then you could have groups. Okay, right. good, fine. But on but on Twitter, what's really cool is 
my posts get, can get retweeted by people that have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 followers in their group. And next yeah. thing you know, your post, your ad, uh, your, your post, your tweet on Twitter can virtually have a million eyeballs looking right, at it. It's right. it's just amazing if you so, but it's work. It's not just overnight. Hey, I'll do well, some Twitter it, posts. It's very be, important yeah. to follow uh, if you want to be followed. You know, people want to follow yes. people that are paying attention to what they're doing as well. So, and I, if you I think, follow the, the people in your in your category or genre, marketing entrepreneurs, yes. business owners, the propensity is higher for them to tweet something that you said for that sure. they like, and who's their audience? The same type of people. Exactly. So it actually grows very nicely that way. Yep. So I don't surprise you're doing anything on Snapchat then, right? <laughs> Snapchat. I have yet to take a Google class. This is a little <laughs> joke on how to use this thing. I don't understand Snapchat. It, I, and I'm not trying to bash it. There's probably a lot of people there. I hope I, hope I keep you as fans, but I don't understand the Snapchat because you take a picture and then it's gone in 10 seconds. Yeah, right. I don't under, I don't understand that part. So I never I never spent all my I, I haven't done the training. Well, lucky for you when I again looking at the infinite dial data, it looks like the <laughs> audience uh, for Snapchat is like 12 years old to 21 years old. Uh, and so I don't know if that definitely yeah, your age, hits our demo, your demographic so we're, might we're be right. a little uh, a little higher, a little older. Yeah, more education. I mean, not that we don't want twelve-year-olds to be entrepreneurs. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where the team. That's very interesting. I'm not going to bash anyone, but I saw a, no I saw a giant loud. promote that he's the number one leader on Snapchat, and I'm going, wow! I've never gone into it. You know, more power to him. But if it's just twelve-year-olds, I mean, that's <laughs> that's not for that's not for my shows exactly. Though everything is PG. Mm. I must say, twelve-year-olds are very welcome to hear, hear my show, but. It's kind of more geared to people in the business world and want to, you know, right. want that insight and savvy. Well, you got to yeah. know your audience. So Snapchat just not the way to go for you. All these social media sites, they're just tools. Yeah. You know, it's good and to you be know what, engaged. Jeff, it, yeah. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off, but if you just pick one that you really like and work with it and grow mm -hmm. and you use it to all the fullest of its potential, right. it's a lot more than than using 20 different social medias. Right. Uh, the thing is, you pick four. <laughs> that's that's kind of what what we figured out is you know pick four. Obviously, Facebook uh, is, is great where we are pretty heavy on that. LinkedIn for myself personally uh, is my favorite to work with because you know I've made a lot of contacts, a lot of connections, friends with a lot of a lot of professionals, CEOs, people of that nature, uh, and of course you know business comes from that. Uh, and you know the referral business that comes for that from that is fantastic as well. So, at a business perspective, LinkedIn's my go-to. Oh, I love LinkedIn. I'm huge on LinkedIn. Yeah. Huge, and it's all business and professional Correct. audience. So, I just absolutely love it. Yep. Yep. So, Tony, I know we've been kind of talking about social media, but, um, you know, you have this 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 uh, podcast and radio show that you do and you're doing a TV show. Uh, I, I have watched several of your TV episodes. Uh, fantastic. Good stuff. Tell, tell us about, you know, like the brain trust behind the TV show. What made you decide to find your frequency and, and, and move into that kind of doing a TV show space? Well, thanks, Ryan. TV is kind of a pilot. I have two shows out there, which you can find. You can go to my YouTube, which is Tony S. S is in Sam, Tony S, D-U-R-S-O. You'll find that on YouTube. There's two there, and I did them as pilots. I wanted to see 
because I wanted to break into something big. This is before I merged both of my shows on Voice America. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go into what's the next level. So I did it as a little pilot. The both shows did well. I believe both have gotten over 50,000 views on multiple social media and other places. But the expense to do a TV show, this is not just video from your home computer. This was a director. This was a studio. This was a set. The the expenses Expenses. were very high and it, it made me think twice. I mean, I would love to do it again, but it the, the expenses have to be covered. Listen, if you're going to go yeah. into TV, uh, and this is even years ago, you know, the cost of media is, it gets very expensive. You have to be established with a bank account that can handle some big expenses. If you want to go on in, uh, MSNBC, you're spending thirty grand an hour, you know, but you're getting... Uh, you know, professional work. Uh, you're getting the best of the best. And, you know, depending on what the content is, you're getting a great production and putting out hopefully a good product. And that thirty grand should turn into a good spend. If not, well, that's 30000 out the window. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. And, don't, and, go ahead, Tony. And I've got podcasting and radio so drilled down, nailed down, it just became like this slap in the head, like no-brainer, like, Keep doing this. This is where it's really working. So I have the two pilots. I know I can do it. But just when you're doing 60 miles an hour on the freeway, it's it's not that much more effort to go 70 miles an hour. So that's what I'm doing with my podcast show. So do you plan on doing more on the uh, video side of things or you're just kind of in a standstill for now? It's kind of a standstill. I mean, it's there. It's capable. You can see what I can do, but the cost is is prohibitive, and I can take that fund and promote myself more to, and that's what exactly what I did with the Tony D'Urso show on Voice America. Sure. Instead of sending money here, there, and everywhere else, I put it into what's really working, which is a tip you entrepreneurs it, out there should, yeah. should learn from this. Yeah, you're going to try things. That's fine. I tried something. That's fine. I don't call it a mistake. I call it a lesson. And I've learned now, put more into my show. And look at this. I, I'm, a, I'm afraid to tell your audience what my last show did with <laughs> Diana Wentworth. It's just off the charts. I'm on the top of the charts with that show. Love it. Love it. Yeah, you know, I just great. had a conversation yesterday. It's funny that we're talking about video. Uh, we obviously have voiceamerica.tv. That is our video platform. Tony, your show is also on that platform. Uh, but I had a conversation. I won't mention the company name. But they're a decent-sized company, and we are still in communication. Obviously, I just started yesterday. But uh, we're talking about a potential partnership because the distribution is like 90 different uh, you know, OTT uh, uh, places to go, and it all sounds good. Okay, now this you know, I'm not talking to a major network, so I always like to do my homework first. However, if it if it all comes together, and we'll talk about this off air uh, and do some research, but if it all comes together, you know, the uh, TV side of Voice America could become much more. And I want that for the network because we are a broadcast uh, outlet. So the more we have to offer to our clients, obviously the better for the company. So... We'll, you'll you'll always be along for the ride, Tony. And if something happens, <laughs> then boom, you know you'll be there for it. 
Sure, we just get a couple good sponsors. I'm happy to go and do some good TV shows sure. and the pilots that I've done show what I can produce and put together. So yep. I would love to do that. Sure. Yep. Couple yeah, and good we, and, sponsors. You know, Voice America itself will have some cool things to announce in the next I don't know, 60 days or something like that with uh, some platform enhancements that we're finishing scoping development work on and all that kind of stuff too, which I think will be really cool for 2019. And it will address some of this stuff that we're talking about and I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. (laughs) Tony, let's talk about some book writing. Uh, The Elite Entrepreneurs. Tell us a bit about the book. I wrote uh, Elite Entrepreneurs, I think early two. 2017 when I was running revenue chat at that time I was doing maybe 20,000 per episode and I put together a little compendium of very good entrepreneurs successful entrepreneurs in a, in a variety of, of fields and genres we put that out and that book hit bestseller on Amazon which was really great mm-hmm. and, and we called it elite entrepreneurs I, I really like that name and that went really well and now this year I'm looking at doing a volume two and I'm working with the publisher right now. There's a lot of green lights. We don't have a publication date. The book is still to be written. Most of the information is put together, but it has to go through its, its process. Sure. So I couldn't tell you honestly, if it'd be two, four or six or whatever months, but you know, I have a, another book going out this year, by the way, with David Fagan. He's the former CEO of Guerrilla Marketing. Yep. Everyone should, anyone that's ever heard of, you know, Jolly Green Giant and the Charlie Tuna and, you know, the Marlboro Man, those were brainchilds of Jay Conrad Levinson, yes. who coined the term guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, David Fagan was his CEO and wrote several books with him. Well, David and I and a couple of other authors are putting out a book this year called The Icon Effect. And that's a really good one to stay tuned for because I teach some great points on podcasting and how to build a world-class podcast and i also teach how to accomplish your vision and actually take your vision and manifest it in the real world i I have a couple chapters in that book excellent manifesting your vision yes and you know what compendium is my word for the day by the way excellent excellent word Thank you. You know, Tony, I think, um, and I and I've thought this before, and I've even talked to you before. Uh, I think you would you could help with some of the Voice America talent. So <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about a little something that uh, we can work together on, so that you can help teach some of our young Voice America hosts. I would be glad to do that, and. Coincidentally, what I said at the beginning of this interview, if they check that out, because that kind of puts it all together, how, you know, that you have to promote and you have to put it out. But as you know very well, because you are extremely experienced, Jeff, and you, Ryan, it's not just going out there and talking into a microphone. There are a lot of do's and don'ts and finding your frequency on how to get it dialed in. And once you're successful with that, you can rock. So, yes, I do train, uh, excuse me, I do mentor podcasters wherever they're at, whether they, you know, I've got someone who's been doing radio for years and I help mentor him. He's got a great show on with Voice America now, The Joy of Living. And I've got others that I'm taking on and helping. And I can help anybody at any level wherever they are. Give them that polish, dust them off and 
catapult them up a little higher. I can do that. That's a good point that you made too, because it's not like, uh, you know, if you build it, they will come. If you speak into the microphone, they will listen. It doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. And I think that's an important point as podcasting and, you know, internet radio and talk radio starts to grow. And, you know, I always look at the data and, you know, it it continues to grow with 240 million Americans listening to, uh, you know, podcasts on a weekly basis. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's extremely important to know you can't just, you know, uh, jump off of the cliff and not have a plan and uh, I would urge everybody to go back and listen to the first uh, 26 episodes of Finding Your Frequency yeah. as you know Jeff and I really outlined you know what it is to broadcast yourself and your message and uh, some of these things that uh, Tony is talking about are also available there yeah especially show three you know defining your audience you know if you don't know who your audience is or who you want as your audience very tough to build you know again it's yes. like throwing Throwing, uh, what's the, I don't want to say, you know, throwing it against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not how you want to go into it. You want to go in with the game plan. Absolutely. And I, I love, Ryan, what you said. Everyone knows this, you know, if you build it, they will come, but that doesn't work for podcasting. The, my Tonyism <laughs> is if you build it, make them come. You know, I promote and bring yeah, them yeah. in and make them come. And then they'll stay because they love it. They just have to expand it. It's like if you build it, market it. Right, right. Get some press coverage, uh, social media, search engine optimization. Then they will come. You have, you know, exactly. <laughs> I love it, hey, Tony. Um, you know, as we kind of round out the segment here, um, want to let the listeners know where they can find Tony Dearso. Uh, where's your website? Where's your podcast? All that kind of stuff. Where can where can people get them some more, Tony? Sure, I've made it very easy for anything, Tony. Go to Tony D U R S O dot com. And if you click on podcast, it takes you to podcast and tells you about my podcast. If you want to get mentored by me, click on hire and find out what I can help you with. If you want books, everything is, excuse me, everything is on that homepage, tonydurso.com. And you'll see my social media. I'd love it if you would follow me there. And somewhere, one of the links goes and navigates into Voice America, but right now it's just all on that one page, so it's very easy to find. Yeah, and you have your YouTube channel, which is Tony S. Dearso, correct? That's your YouTube yes, channel? that's right. And yeah, you guys go check that out too. He's got some uh, entrepreneurial morning activities on there, uh, some stretches sure. you can do while you make uh, your coffee. Can, I like the, uh, the Tonyism, by the yeah. way. That's also a, a good little uh, word. Get your Tonyism for today. Yes. <laughs> I'm still sticking yeah, with the, um, I, I, Ryan on YouTube. I have this thing that I've created called Entrepreneur Warmups because we're on the go. We're running. You you don't necessarily have the time to go to the gym. Some do, but a lot of times you don't. So I've just put together some things that an entrepreneur can that an entrepreneur can do while he's making his morning coffee. I've got another one coming out where I talk about how to do standing push-ups and another on abs, all stuff that you can do while your coffee's percolating. Tony, great you've been stuff. great. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, great having you as always. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Uh, but yes, uh, you get Tony's book, listen to his show. You guys great. Number one on the influencers channel here on voice America. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much, Jeff and Ryan, for having me on Finding Your Frequency. Thank you all very much. I'm honored. Tony, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on, guys. Check us out all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, and of course, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Finding Your Frequency Net. And uh, stay tuned. We got another fantastic interview coming up. 
This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we have a very special guest with us today. This gentleman has been a staple here at Voice America for, oh, many years, I'll say. I can't give you an exact year. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Sanjagal, he's an entrepreneur, coach, strategic consultant, and a professional moderator specializing in enterprise IT. He has independently fashioned himself into a subject matter expert and a thought leader for the C-suite audience through the institutions he has built. CIO Talk Network, the IT consulting firm Aval, and Reality, a community giveback program. CTN is an IT media company with an audience in over 110 countries. It features thought leadership contributed by global enterprise business and IT practitioners, industry analysts, and subject matter experts through podcasts, blogs, and executive events. As the founder and show host of CTN, Sanjak has interviewed over a thousand C-suite IT executives from global enterprises, including the New York Stock Exchange, MasterCard, NASA, the Department of Defense, and the United Nations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Sanjago. Sanjag, welcome. Hey, hey, how are you, Jeff? Hi, Ryan. Doing fantastic, my friend, doing fantastic. Well, listen, this is your first appearance on Finding Your Frequency, so uh, we're glad to have you aboard. Listen, um, our audience, Finding Your Frequency is about the journey. It's about how you, uh, you found your passion and you built around it, went through the trials and tribulations to get to where you are today, a very successful businessman. We're, tell us a little bit about CIO Talk and, you know, give us the journey. Tell us how you, how you started this whole process. Sure. So I came to United States from India in uh, 1995 as a programmer, a software programmer. And, of course, you know, you come on a visa, like a work visa and then get your green card, then get your citizenship. All that was fine. But meanwhile, I wanted to make sure that I develop a brand which is consistent and also aligned with where I wanted to go, which is stay closely aligned to enterprise technology. Enterprise technology means when you see mid to large size businesses, when they use IT, to create business value or essentially help serve their customers by enabling their processes and everything else with IT. That's the space I wanted to play. It's a very niche area, but that's where I had my interest. I used to bleed it. I used to sleep it. Mm -hmm. So that's where the brand journey started. Now, I did not even dream at that time that coming as a programmer, I will become a talk show host. Right. And when you were introducing me, you mentioned you don't remember, it was October 10th, 2003. There you go. When I did my first show with Voice America. Wow. And while, while that was like 
roughly eight years after I had started my journey here in the United States. By then, I was already running my consulting firm. And maybe the stars aligned and you and Ryan and uh, myself had to come together on this journey, long mm -hmm. journey together. Yeah. I got an opportunity to present to the world the ideas and also create conversations with the top executives, leaders from around the world. And on that platform, which was actually started as the name of the show was Managing Technology the Right Way. Yep. Because my approach to the world is do whatever you do, but do it right. Yep. So that was the name of the show. Then later on, we branded it to CIO Talk Radio yep. around 2008. And in 2016, February, we converted that to CIO Talk Network, CTN. That's the brand we have today. That's awesome. 15 years yeah. in the making. <laughs> yeah, you know, listening to Sanjog talk about uh, kind of the beginnings of the radio show sent me back in the past, too, yeah. because when I first started working at Voice America, one of the first shows that I ran was Sanjog's show uh, when I came on board. And uh, as a as a technology person and, 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 and you know, loving that space, I, I want to, A, say thank you, Sanjog, because me running your show um, kind of led me down a path for like my thirst and hunger for learning more about technology. And I still remember when I ran your show, there was a, there was a saying that you used to say uh, at the end of every show and it was proper planning and flawless execution makes it work for you. And you I go. still remember that to this day. And uh, when I'm planning projects, I always keep that top of mind. And uh, you know, so uh, just what a, what a wonderful kind of journey you've had and, and changing uh, lives, great. changing <laughs> lives. Good job, Sanjog. Thank you. Yeah, like I said before, you've been a staple here at Voice America. I knew it was many years, uh, 15. Yep, okay, that uh, that resonates pretty well. When you went, you know, when you even broke into the media space, the the hosting arena, um, what was the what was the drive behind that? Was this something you were looking for? So it all started actually while I was consulting independently and also through my company with a variety of different organizations. And in fact, some places where I was earlier an employee and I would see these top level leaders. Sometimes they will blow smoke, <laughs> not knowing exactly where they're going. Yep. So other times they would be confused and the only people they could connect with were the ones who they knew. And those older days, it was not the days of the internet. Yes, you had an email, but not very many people were kind of connecting virtually. Right. So you had a very limited pool of people, of resources, which you can tap into to learn what to do in your situation. And guess what? the mid to large size companies, imagine the IT spend that they had and each dollar that gets spent, if it is spent the wrong way, it is going to create loss or leakage. Mm -hmm. So essentially when money changes hands, real value should get created. Sure. I didn't see that happening or because of just sheer lack of those resources or sounding boards or places where you can validate your ideas or get new ideas, the loss and leakage was happening. So I thought while there could be a technology show where I could continue to talk geek talk, but that's not where I wanted to go. I said, how about me facilitating a very candid and probing and thought provoking discussion 
among the top leaders from around the globe and touch topics which are not typically touched by a traditional magazine because they try to play safe. I am there to probe, to find where the challenges people are having, acknowledge those challenges, discuss those challenges, and perhaps in that process, uncover some of the opportunities and ideas which the listeners could take and benefit from. Love it. And that, till date, is the core mantra behind CIO Talk Network. And of course, we do a lot more than just the live broadcast. We do custom campaigns. We do executive events. We have global bloggers. So quite a few things happen under the CTN umbrella. But that focus of very clear approach to how you manage and use technology and how you become a resource to the global technology leaders is what drove me to start this, which is what drives me 15 years later with, with a lot of passion and a lot of focus on each topic that we cover on our forum. There it is. There it is. Excellent, Sandrag. Uh, that's going to bring us into uh, your new book release, uh, The Tricycle Way. Congratulations, first of, first of all, on the release of the book. Uh, tell us a, bit, a little bit about the Tricycle Way. How did it come to be? Sure. So while people who may be listening to this say, whoa, Sanjog did this and that and great things. And so the word success might be something that will pop up in their mind. But even in the book, uh, in fact, I should take the take a step back and speak about what drove me to write the book? Mm -hmm. In fact, it is a story of my own redemption. As I was building CIO Talk Network, and as I was building my uh, consulting firm, making money, buying houses, or traveling the globe, there was a price I was paying, which was not the price anyone should pay in the pursuit to success. Mm -hmm. So my wife was just about to leave me because I was not there for her and for the children. My children became aloof. And I started doing things in the chase by trying to get from the rest of the world versus giving them right, and right. being of value because I wanted things fast. And I also saw results of that, luckily, before it was all gone. So then I turned it around, I took it as a message. So the one of the major thing that actually triggered this uh, transformation is when I came back from uh, a trip and my daughter, three-year-old at that time, she had drawn a picture of the family and I was n not there. Oh, that's, that that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. So when something like that... Is, is is experienced by someone, hopefully they wake up. So I woke up and I started looking at what to change. And as a systems guy, as an IT guy, I took it as a challenge and I tried it to deconstruct it, to see where all the problems are, how could I work on it. How many, it how, how many spreadsheets did you make? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was not a spreadsheet, but yes, there were notes, there were things, there was, you know, talking to yourself and listening to other people and figuring yeah. out 
how to turn these things around. But instead of trying to fix others, right, I worked on myself. Well, when you get and your when you get your seven year old locking you out of the garage and your uh, daughter uh, drawing a picture leaving you out, that absolutely has to strike a, a nerve. I know. I I, I get offended when my daughter doesn't like draw arms on the stick figure when she makes me in the picture. So not even being there, <laughs> At least I, mean, you're I, in the picture. I can't even imagine that. That would that would be that would hurt me so bad. Exactly. So so that was the driver. But then when I started working on myself and then I was able to transform, I said the least I can do is to share this journey with the rest of the world. Sure. See, this is what I see happening. Not very many people claim that they're happy. And happiness is elusive for people. They don't know what happiness is or they cannot describe it. What I did by reflection, thinking, reading, and everything else, I, I at least my definition of happiness is a combination of success, satisfaction, and smiles. When you have peace in your heart, you have smile on your face, and you are gaining some things or achieving some milestones, when you, whenever you sit and evaluate your life and all three of these things are happening in balance, you feel happy. Right. When they go out of balance, then you start feeling, oh, something is missing, but you don't know why. So if that's the case, they become the three wheels of the tricycle, since the name of the book is The Tricycle right, Way. Right. And then as I started working on figuring out what did I do to fix myself and uncovered things, I figured out there were four parts, the frame of the tricycle, the handlebar, the seat, and the pedals. Yep. These four, which, of course, people, as they read the book, will learn. I'll just give away one, which is frame of the tricycle, which is the most important part, which is authenticity. Okay. So if you're authentic, if you're not authentic, nothing else matters. How many times do we hear that? Yeah. Every time that we do an interview of this type yep. with, you know, a thought leader in the space, it's always, you know, you have to be your authentic self yep. and, you know, give something of yourself to other people for you to provide true value to others and, and, and then ultimately get to that part of happiness. That's uh, su such great words. Yeah. Do you, right. you know, Sandra, it before you get further down the road on, on the story here and just kind of want to, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about how you have internalized and, you know, working on yourself rather than kind of the, the, the pushing things out, you're more of pulling things in. And do you, do you see that as a, an issue with a lot of people in, uh, like C level, uh, executive positions where they're trying to move so fast and do so many things so quickly? You know, I know that happened to you. Is this, um, you know, for lack of a better term, like a rampant issue with C level executives, success maniac, right? It very well can happen. There are some people who can maintain their sanity, but then there is a price that they are paying, which they not to be paying as much. And secondly, they become unknowingly a pseudo parent for people who are working under them. They start feeling that if I have to get to this level, I must pay that price. Right. So they start racing faster as well. And what mm -hmm. creates is a, a, a mess, uh, a bunch of maniacs who are thinking that if I get this promotion yesterday or if I can acquire these three companies within the year, life is going to change. Guess what? You do that and then you say, okay, what next? Yeah. 
But you are trampling on other people's heads, including your family members, including the people who may be right. working with you, who are making you successful. Yeah. So, so it 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 is actually corroding many corporations and their culture. You got to smell the flowers sometimes. Tell you what, <laughs> when all you're doing is chasing success in just stepping on the people that surround you, it just it doesn't make for a happy ending. Yeah, I really like what you said about peace in your heart, smile on your face. You know, when you if you find that, if you're lucky enough to find that, uh, it seems like a a a great way to live life. And see, one is that I say that you should do it, but the problem is most people don't know how. Sure. So what I did, I worked for three years on this book just to make it simple and also give it's not a prescription it's like you looking within but it gives very specific steps as a road to finding peace in your heart and sustaining it similarly smile on your face and that to not after you got success after three months you should not smile every quarter you should smile every day <laughs> you should not have satisfaction only when you buy your new mercedes you should do it every day on your journey to finding that Mercedes because after that might come a Bentley, but you should not just be, and, and frankly, once the Mercedes or the, like Bentleys the Bentley come, you might, you know, gloat on over it for a few days, but then, then what? You want that satisfaction back. Yeah. Yep. yep. People just look at those milestones which come in between as successes, but not what they need. Yeah. I think there's a huge be difference between, you know, uh, uh, a milestone of success maybe in your uh, in your career or in your work but you know when do people actually take a step back and and measure a milestone of success personally you know uh, you know having a child getting married you know uh, being available for you know the the children's dance recital the you know the sporting event or whatever and you know and I always struggle with this as a new parent you know my, my daughter's only five but uh, I think about that all the time I always told myself you know I don't ever want to miss anything you know in her life uh in any of these uh you know recitals or concerts or anything like that and you know I, and i've told myself a bunch of times like you know sometimes i might have to just say no that no i can't be somewhere or i can't go do this business function because you know that component of of my life is something that does bring peace in my heart and brings a smile to my face every time and right. what what piece of advice would you give you know the the busy executive on being able to you know obviously besides saying go read the book <laughs> but you know where, where where do you start because i think you're right people you know they want to be satisfied they they want to be happy but they don't know where to start you know besides saying go buy the book like what do you what do you do to start what do you where where do you where where, where would you give where people the understanding begin right so first they have to basically understand or rather value or start valuing and accept that it is possible for you to live a peaceful life and with smile on your face every day a lot of people have this this notion that there is a price you have to pay for success and that's why they feel they should delay satisfaction and smiles mm. so that's why they never work on it and secondly when they are working on 20 things at one time thinking that one of them will fly yeah means they are dissipating their energy they come back spent and wake up stressed 
completely how will i handle all of yeah. that yep you know uh, jeff and i were we were making a comment the other day i don't i don't remember what we were talking about but um the company general electric came up and uh you and i i had read an article we were discussing it and um, what I thought was interesting is like a giant company like that, and I think it kind of works that way in your life when you talk about doing too many things. You know, uh, General Electric had their hands in like movies and media production and all these other things, and the CEO was like, we just got to scale back. We got to make sure we're just good at, you know, our one right. core thing Focus and, you know, not thing. overstretch ourselves. And they, um, at the time, sold off NBC Universal, which was owned by General Electric, just to, you know, focus on, you know, the things that they're doing now, appliances and jet engines and all that kind of cool technology. Yeah, I got to say, we've even experienced <laughs> some of that. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, we're going to do a contest. We're going to do a uh, speaker's bureau. We're going to do, you know, just, okay, a wide array of projects that we're going to work on. And energy gets put into things, and things don't come to fruition, you know, when they're supposed to. Or it's just sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, you just it's like and when you take <laughs> a step back. Yeah, when you take a step back and just let some of that other stuff go away and focus on what's good. I'll tell you, luck becomes much better then. Sanjog, is there is there uh, information in the book to you know kind of provide guidance around that too? You know uh, exactly, right? And I can even tell you the word you should remember, and the, for the listeners, is purpose. Purpose. The fact that you every time look at any opportunity, whether you should pursue or not, should if if your purpose is not well defined, why are you here? Why are you doing it? Is it going to create value? Is this what you would enjoy doing if it does happen the way it is? All of that is very well or very easily measured once you have your purpose defined, whether for yourself or for your company. Yeah. And Why I, do you exist? Right. Yeah. No. That's. And if you don't have it, then any opportunity will look like a shiny toy which you want to pursue, and that's what's going to create the confusion. Yeah. No. Use that's, purpose that's a great point. to simplify what you say, what you do, how you do it, how many balls you juggle. Sure. Uh, Sandra, when did, uh, first of all, how long did it take you to write this book? So interestingly, I started this three years ago, wrote the book in roughly a year, year and a half. But then the remainder one and a half years, I invested into mapping my concepts. The tricycle ways like mapping different attributes of ourselves as individuals mm -hmm. on a tricycle and to simplify the read simplify the depiction so that anyone who looks at it it becomes very easy for them to follow i spent 18 months in doing so because this is not just a book this is being developed as a first step towards building a movement mm -hmm. it is a lifetime project for me i am taking this globally where imagine people talking among themselves to help each other build and assemble their own tricycles i love you have i love how you took the it enterprise it approach to your book it's like you went through the creative process of creating it and documenting it and then you're like okay now i have this book now i'm gonna go quality assurance test it and make sure that the interface works correctly so it's easily understandable uh it's fantastic right i mean if you think about it if we don't do it so i'm see this is why i did not want to write a book i wanted to create a value mm-hmm Right. That's the difference. Right. If I just wanted to have a book out, then I would be eager to get that book out in whatever form it is so sure. that I can start making a few bucks. All right, so that's not why I'm doing this. This is a, you call it a movement. 
Um, yes. How, uh, how is that getting out there right now uh, to become a movement? I will explain how. So when I'm talking to large insurance company, I cannot name them, but they have expressed interest because they say if we can use the tricycle way and our people could start embracing the concepts that are being shared here, I will have to spend less time in management because imagine if someone is so aligned and in tune with their inner self so that every day when they come, they are charged up right. with right. all that they need to be successful and they are smiling along the way and they are peaceful. Do you think you will have team conflicts? Would you have people who will go rogue on you? Absolutely lesser not. Lesser and lesser. And you're going to have much more success coming at the organizational level. Yeah. And even would you have broken families? I had given a two and a half minute teaser at a TED Talk pitch competition in downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. In two and a half minutes, after it ended, a young 28, 29-year-old individual actually raised his hand and said, I wanted to share something. My family, my girlfriend, everyone was telling me, don't go crazy. You will lose everything in the process. And I was just shunning them off saying, you don't know what it takes. And when he saw, because I first said, you know what, how successful I was, I laid that out for them to say, whoa. I said, then after, do you know what the price I paid for it? Are you willing to pay that price? So he walked away enlightened. He says, I will get to the same destination, but I don't need to be a power boater. I can still be a sailor and still get to the same destination. Right, right. So I don't, don't have to be a power boater. I like what's it. What's next for San Diego? So when you say next in context of where I'm taking my businesses, of course, continue to refine them, create value. When it comes to tricycle way, what we are doing with it, we are taking it globally as a movement. It will have a not-for-profit arm soon. We will have courses. We will have instructor-led seminars. We will be providing license and certifications to other instructors who can in their own community as coaches and instructors teach other people how to assemble their own tricycle. You go, Jeff, within Voice America, little family, have other people build their own tricycle, including yourself. Imagine yep. what would that do to your company and in the, the <laughs> families of each person who belongs to your Voice America family. Phenomenal. It would be sensational to have that. And I, I am going to read the book, so you're going to have to send me a copy. Uh, Definitely. But listen, tell everybody how to uh, uh, go to the network, the CIO network, and how they can get a copy of the Tricycle Way. Well, that's easy. So if you wanted to know a little bit more about CIO Talk Network, as the, the brand says, ciotalknetwork.com, that is the website. You can find us on literally all possible syndication platform where you find podcasts. If you look for CIO podcasts, we tip typically top the charts. And when it comes to the book, The Tricycle Way, it is available on Amazon. It is going to be distributed across all possible channels in a short order, but very quickly, if you wanted to download an ebook, you can do that. You can awesome. uh, purchase a copy as a paperback <clears throat> for now, but then all this is going to continue to expand. 
Excellent. That's where you can find it. Excellent. Shandrog, I want to thank you for taking your time today to be on the show. It was awesome. Great to have you. And we'll have to have you back sometime soon. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Sanjog, thank you so much for being on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we always appreciate you listening to the Finding Your Frequency show. You know, whatever medium that you listen to the show on, whether it's a podcast, you listen to it live, whatever, just make sure that you always, you know, give us a nice little rating, like it, you know, five stars. Of course, we want you to give us that. All five stars. Uh, go check out uh, the CIOtalknetwork.com. A bunch of cool things that Sanjog is doing as well as, uh, you know, helping some individuals become better IT performers. You can check out that at www.avoid.com com, and of course checking out Sanjog's website at sanjogall.com S-A-N-J-O-G-A-U-L.com Jeff and I are all over social media at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spitty 2 and of course go check out the website net.